genre. What up, nerds? Welcome to Tales from the Short Box, a once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about comic books. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here with the other people who are also on this show, Sean Petit. Yo. Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. hey As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you remember the stuff we're going to talk about on this show, we're going to spoil those for you. I'll give you timestamps in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Top story this week is Superman for All Seasons by Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, and Bjorn Henson. So yeah, uh, it's our, uh, our our love letter to Tim Sale this week. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, unrelated to Tim Sale directly, uh, I think I'm going to start tracking our um, how close we are to our season break with uh, how exhausted Adam sounds in the intro and outro. <laughs> the uh, the outros have gotten so bad as of late like i i they always sneak up on me and i go oh shit it's my turn to close this up somehow and, and just, just like, completely uh, forget how yep all right bye that's it that's enough <laughs> <laughs> um it's also like uh as rj will attest to coming up in the the next week i have literally plans for every single day up through mm. and into halloween and I'm I'm exhausted just thinking about it. So we could have we should have done this break just a little bit earlier. But let's fucking go. I'm well, just gonna we not try. <laughs> then we kept taking weeks off. We should have been uh, done weeks yes. ago. Yeah, we yeah we would have been we would have been done a while. Ah uh, yes, uh, it, it's past me that has made a problem for future me. Got yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are reaping isn't, what we have. Is that what happens every time? Every time. Yeah, Every- yeah I mean, if it, it's it's Halloween. This is like the biggest, this is the biggest week on the social calendar for, for certain kinds of folks. It's also the Philadelphia Film Festival. And yep. the, the Phillies are, are winning. And the so Phillies like, are in the playoffs. So the just- city is like Woo! reaching a fever pitch right now. I feel like it's all just going to just if burn every within the next sport week. you can think of playing right now, people are just like, they don't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> uh, yeah, at any given point when you come into the old city shop, uh, there will be baseball playing on the radio, and I will be tuning it out so successfully that I forget that it's on. Like, it's it's in a frequency that I can't even hear. It's not that it's, I'm, like, bored by it or that I'm choosing to not listen to it. I physically am incapable. Like, I... The other day it's I was just like, like a dog whistle. Yeah, it, it's, no. it's weird because it, it's, bit, it like turns sports, into the peanut voices and just like, bom, mm. bom, bom. sports sports radio broadcasting. It almost is its own frequency. It's like you can you can easily tune that out. I can't even tune it in. It becomes on a singular sound. <laughs> but like, yeah, like uh, I'll be working with Brian and he'll be like, oh, all right, all right, here we go, yeah, woo, and I'll be like, what happened? What's going on? And, yeah. and then I remember that he's listening to the radio that I f- have forgotten exists. It's a, it's like a dog whistle <laughs> frequency that only people who give a shit about sports can hear. Yeah, like I don't I don't understand. Like it's well, you have some people who uh, will listen to a radio broadcast and while watching it on TV or at yeah. the park instead yeah. of the regular TV. Broadcast. Yeah, that's 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 a Brian move. He likes the guys on the radio better. The guys on than... the radio, yeah. Yep. Personally, yeah. I can't think of anything more boring than listening to baseball commentary thank you i'll watch you. baseball but here's people my talking thing. about it is boring as fuck i'm not even one of 
those nerds that's like, oh, we're playing a sports ball. Like, I like oh, sports. Yeah, yeah. I love watching football. Like, I, I, I hate the culture of it a lot. But fill, like, they have to fill I, a lot of quiet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree because I'm not an auditorial listener. So watching something that is like the the visual aspect is the enjoyment for me yeah right. yeah i just 100 and also baseball is is so much slower than every other sport that i'm it's accustomed the, to it's the easiest one to listen to on the radio yeah. but it doesn't make it mm. good like yeah. ever try to listen try to listen to hockey on the radio it's just like what's, yeah, it's what madness. am i even doing what am i even doing <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's like you will raise your blood pressure yeah, with just which is hockey on the radio in the background yeah, yeah it's you're, just gonna, a, it's you're just gonna you're just gonna get into a fist fight in traffic if you're listening yeah. to hockey on the radio on the way but out. at least baseball like there's like the there's the there's the certain there's the cadence with the pitch and everything so it's it's really it's easy to call but it's still yeah. boring all yeah, baseball boring. commentators sound the same to me they have that like back of the throat voice here we are back at the blah blah blah, 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 blah. coming up on the left side it's a high yes. fly ball dude well apparently they brought uh like bob costas decided to like come out and do like one of the series or whatever and he there's just clips of him talking about the most insane shit it's like dude what are you fu- like you talk about oh SpongeBob yeah it's just like one time filling, up, just, like, filling up that extra room in but the, it's like not about air. baseball it's like dude what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell people I wanted to be a color commentary for sports that I don't know anything about and, and call my stage name would be Phil Space. <laughs> to be fair, like some of them you wouldn't be much different than the people who supposed to know about them. So that's incredible also. It's a really good pun. It's, it's like, is anyone even listening like, to what that guy's saying? Has how long has he been talking? Um as long as necessary, Bob. <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm here much. for. Uh but also that that your your good pun name reminds me that um my two set in stone Halloween weekend plans are going to an amateur wrestling show and going to a drag show and I texted that to a friend of mine and he's like I'd like to say that there couldn't be two more opposite things but we both know I'd be wrong the, and it made the, me occur- uh, it, it occurred to me that they're show? the same um it's at love city brewing um i know ultraman is black is playing there's like it's like bands and wrestling is happening well ultraman is uh, black is a band and a wrestler it so. could be both i don't know the key is to find an <laughs> outfit where you don't need to change and it works yeah, for both that's ultramantis is the fucking goat man he's the best <laughs> fucking love that's that tough. guy it takes a skill rj but i think if you can find one to run both events that's how you do it i mean right, i'm gonna yeah, be yeah. elvira so it's a pretty damn close one that's yeah. that's about as close that's as true. you can get well, we we actually got to hang out in person this weekend. I know for the first time in like nearly three years. It was fucking I, I awesome. finally met Zach. <laughs> my my side didn't care for him in real life. <laughs> yeah, your your more mortal enemy slash best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got along fine. I don't know. I'm a bad judge of that. Nah, nah, it was great. We all had a great time. I spent most of today going, man. I hope he didn't hate me. I bet he hated me. Well, yeah, you were you went out in public for the first time uh, since COVID began, and you decided to go to an art show and hang out with the guy who was in the art show, and he was just having a panic attack the whole yeah. time. So any it was a, it was a weird vibe all around. Like <laughs> any uncomfortability was not your fault; it was the show. Uh, I was just yeah, baked was cool. on my couch watching Predator movies. Hell yeah, that's. I feel like good. I made a good choice there. Yeah, uh, good choice. Well. Except for the second one I watched. Also, to answer the previous question, the uh, it's called the Mischief Night Mayhem Two. So I guess it is the second. Um, Which one? 
the 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 uh, wrestling show. Oh, okay. Yeah, that it's easily weird. could since, have been either. Since, yeah. <laughs> since Chikara disbanded, there's like a lot of like Chikara esque stuff happening that's not actually Chikara. So it's like trying to figure out People what's are filling what. in the void. You're just saying words weird. to me. I don't fill know. Fill in space. Fill in, fill in space. Yeah. yeah. yeah this R.I.P. Would... Chikara wrestling. That shit was the, the it best. says that the headliners are material support and Ultramantis Black. Is Are they bands? Are they people? Yeah, who I knows? don't know. You'll find out. Uh, also, it looks like it's put on by something called Labor of Love Philadelphia. <laughs> by something called? I don't know. What it's the... a benefit for abortion rights, and it's happening on Halloween, so I'm going to it. All right. That sounds, that sounds fun. like a fucking blast. Let's, Let's fucking fun. go. Let's fucking go. You can do that uh, Daria costume that you were talking about the other night. Uh, I mean, I can whip together a Cactus Jack costume in the next 10 minutes. Uh, is, is Halloween a Monday? <laughs> you are currently. Oh, yeah, no. It, yeah, it's it's like a Superman costume. It's just under your clothes. Yeah, I've been accidentally he, Cactus Jack at parties. He just has flannel times. permanently under his Accident- regular clothes. <laughs> accidentally Cactus Jack. <laughs> All right, who's driving this thing? Who's got, None who's of us. got comics? It's nice <laughs> comics. I just Let's realized go. that it's I have comics. It's not me, because I would have done it already. <laughs> Clearly, no well, one is driving this bus. Yeah, the bus has gone off the rails, friend. Um, but I, uh, I got a comic, and it is appropriate for Halloween. This is a spooky comic. Uh, it is The Silver Coin, number 15, by Michael Walsh. Um, I guess the last, I guess this is the third quote-unquote story arc, but um, every yeah. end of a, a like group of issues, uh, Michael Walsh does the art and the writing. For Which the is so crazy. Kind of, yeah, it's wild. Um, but this one is really cool because it ties together a lot of the previous issues and answers a lot of the questions that we have personally asked on this show. Um, so it starts with the end of the first issue, the, um, the, the rock show that goes wrong because the kid was using the, the coin as a pick and they mm-hmm. all dance until they burn alive. Um, so like at the end of that, the fireman that picks up the coin Oh, guess what? He's a fucking serial killer. Um, so him picking up the coin emboldened his... He's just like, I've always felt empty, and there's just this, like, void in my chest that I can only fill with putrefaction and rot, and, like, now this thing sees me, and, like, we are one, and... Woo! So he starts kind of doing the bidding of the fucking coin, and we see him, like, interjecting into other issues like there's yeah the like issue. he's the one who left the coin behind for like a lot of these people to find yeah like, like the he diner. was the one that tipped at the diner yeah we didn't talk about that issue but that issue fucking like it's broke fucking gross for... it's, it's a james tynan <laughs> issue which makes sense why it's Dude. fucking it fucked me up bad it's, it's the coin good. keeper there, there was yeah. there was one beat of that comic like this comic could have been one page like if you knew anything about silver coin like if you knew what the coin was and it's just like this this waitress wishing that she had more, um, more patrons, and then someone tips her the coin. This and she's guy. like, "Oh, it's like a, it's like a lucky coin. I could make a wish." Well, I wish uh, tomorrow this place is full, and those people better be hungry. And I was like, "Oh, sh-. like I didn't want to read anymore." I'm like, yeah, I you're like, oh, they're hungry. Oh no! <laughs> like I oh. know where that goes. Yep. Yeah, and it went. It it, got, it was worse than where you knew that it went. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I haven't read every single issue, but I'm assuming that the, that they all tie in to other issues because there's a part where he gives a kid a lucky coin to keep him safe from spiders. Um, I don't uh, think they all are. Yeah, they're all. There's the the one with the the, the campers at the uh, um uh the uh 
slaughter camp, whatever camp oh, slaughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mm. There's there's that. Uh, there's this like woman drowning. Uh, one time he gives the coin to somebody and it didn't do anything, so he just took matters into his own own hands and fucking murdered him. So he's been holding on to the coin for a really long time and facilitating it, handing it off and then taking it back. Right. Seemingly um, years, right? It's, it's, yeah, no, it's because a, we watch him age. There's, yeah. there's a real, there's really four really cool pages where the panel at the top changes, and it's like each of those issues I just mentioned, but him at the bottom just yeah, aging yeah. and becoming de- decrepit and going like more, more, more. Yeah, it's it's really fucking creepy. Um, especially since I read this digitally, so like his face is precisely in the same place each time, so it's almost <laughs> like a flip book, and I'm like, oh, I don't weird. like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, as he, he's getting older, he's, he's health is failing. Uh, he has his wife, uh, imprisoned in the basement as Dude. a serial killer would. He still got his sense though. <laughs> yeah. He still, still got his sense. Oh, and the fucking, the coin. <laughs> see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the coin shows up to him in the form of the fucking Witchfinder general at the end of the first arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically this dude, I think his name is, um, uh, Lewis and Lewis yeah. is like, I have done everything you asked of me. Why can't I feel it anymore? Why am I losing the power? Like, what the fuck? And the coin's like, Oh, you didn't give me everything. Um, so it's just waiting for the one last sacrifice, which is himself. Um, so mm. yeah, he he as he's like deciding to like put an end to all of it and like murder his wife and you know like figure out how to like really like get the power once and for all it just it it climbs out of him like a giant centipede and murders his ass and then uh yeah it's fucked up it's fucked creepy and weird and it just it it ties it together yeah right Um, his wife gets out though yeah uh, she has to rip her own hand off basically and it is but yeah yeah man (laughs) i i I'm on the fence about this issue because, like, on on one end, it 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 demystifies the coin, which is pretty cool. Like, it, it gives the coin trajectory, but like at the same time, I really liked how this th- the coin kind of just moved around from. Pla- well, I like, think it, it does that too because there's a lot well, of time it, periods where this guy isn't alive and physically couldn't do that. That's fair. But yeah. I so think, like, fair. think about the coin is driving him to go kill people. It's unlocking that part of his brain that's always wanted to be there yeah so and i and both. i think i think that um specifically this coin answers the question why there's so many right around this like 70s through 90s yeah, time period guy. yeah uh, because okay. like if yeah, you think yeah. about like there's there's one in the far-flung future and there's one in the witch uh witch hunt days like 1600s but like most of it is centered around like recent history so i feel like that this answers that question of why it's just like like one right after the other boom 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 um but it fucking rules uh so yeah Uh, i really enjoyed it and also there's a note at the end for michael walsh about um he's taking a step back to to go have a baby so make sure you buy this book and uh you know help out a comic creator who's starting a family so that's really nice yeah go feed michael walsh's baby (laughs) (laughs) this feels like one of the series that like the initial concept was really cool and then the the first batch of books came out and then it it kind of uh was able to continue just purely on sales and like keep going from from like fan outreach yeah so it's cool to see a project like this grow into 
something um like that because that doesn't happen often sometimes we just uh we books get you know aren't able to continue due to sales so yeah absolutely and i think the um the, the important thing about it being michael walsh writing this last issue is i think it's really cool that he probably was handed five different scripts from five different completely independent people that weren't communicating with each tied other them together and he tied them yeah. together mm-hmm. in a really cool way because um, i think he usually writes the first and the last one yeah i think so definitely so the last that, one yeah um uh, but yeah it's cool like they probably have some guidelines but otherwise i feel like they're just like yeah here's this coin here's a coin that and it has this. to end badly go nuts yeah. <laughs> it's 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 cool that that this book seems to have like seasons now yeah absolutely I, yeah I it's like cool that a lot it's it's a neat format yeah absolutely all right well i don't have a i don't have a segue uh x-men yep that's sure all right so my pick this week is x-men 16 by jerry duggan joshua kasara and guru efx back in the vault back in the vault so uh if you guys don't know there's this vault that has children in it um and (laughs) they they're like what are are they called rj phrasing they're children of the vault oh cool cool cool. yeah yeah (laughs) it's cool uh anyway so they're x-men villains um and hickman used them in the cone era and uh like they're stuck in this vault and they rapidly adapt and like grow stronger and kind of um take like mutant powers and and like chimera themselves together um and also like time operates differently inside the vault so yeah. like a minute in the vault is actually like a hundred years to them or something yeah. like that insane so hickman had this story where uh laura uh darwin and sink went in to um into a mission in the vault and they got stuck there for like a thousand years or something yeah they were there for and, a long time and um only sink and laura came out darwin did not um and uh so that's kind of been on the back burner for a little bit until now where we see forge has constructed this bubble around the vault and it's for in case any children escape um from that and he can kind of deal with them and some did escape and they're in these pods that are kind of playing this scenario where they've taken over the world and they're they're like in stasis being fed this dream of having conquered the whole world um and uh so it's the current x-men team along with uh forge who has built this suit of mutants He's got a guy um, suit. Yeah, so, it's fucking ridiculous. So it's, so it's this suit, and right on the face is an X made of Caliban. <laughs> and Caliban is, um, if you're familiar with like the 80s stuff, he's a really big player there. He, he's um, kind of like a gentle giant uh, character whose power is to uh, track other mutants. And he was used by Apocalypse and was, you know, forced to be evil um anyway darwin uh 
Forge is using him um, to track Darwin in the vault, and he's got a suit made of his face. It's like right on (laughs) Forge's chest. And it also has um, Mystique's power, which he specifically says he didn't ask her about to use. Um, He's got a Caliban Krang. Yeah. <laughs> well, he uh, there's this scene in this issue where he there's like him meeting with Sinister, uh, and he's like, Sinister, get me these people's DNA so I can mm-hmm. make this suit. Uh, well, he's he says, like, I think it's interesting that he says three mutants. So we know yes. it's Caliban and Mystique, but who the hell's the third mutant? I think it's something telepathic but we don't know because he said that the third one is the most important and probably his like Hail Mary failsafe which I imagine he's going to use soon. I think the implication is it's Charles. Or just claws come out of all over the suit. Right um, (laughs) because they say that that he needs in order for the third one to work they need access to a cradle which is you know a cerebro cerebro thing. Exactly. So the third one is obviously the most powerful and the one we haven't seen yet. Um, Right. So Forge has gone into the vault using Mystique's power to disguise himself as one of the children that is in the pod in a coma outside and is sneaking in to get Darwin back. Because if the children kind of harness Darwin's mutant ability to adapt and survive, they're just never going to murder. They're never going to get, like, stop the children at all. Um, like, they'll just lose. Uh, and yeah, Darwin's uh, way too powerful to right. to let have his, in the hands his of his power is literally to not die. Uh literally so his power. <laughs> as Forge is like stealthing his way into where he thinks Darwin is, um Havoc and Cyclops start fighting with each other and they're like, "Oh, it's just the summer's bickering." But Clearly something is, like, maybe manipulating them or, like, something is just, like, they're going off the rails. And uh, Cyclops shoots a blast and it skims one of the pods and takes the, um, like, uh, the the child of the vault kind of, like, slips out and um, they have to all gather to fight him. And it's uh, interesting. It's, like, it's a cool scene, um, but... I think it's uh, foreshadowing for something that's not good that's going to happen. <laughs> um, I mean, th- it's entirely possible that somebody is manipulating uh, Alex and Scott here, but also it it checks out that Alex is just so irresponsible and petty and like they're kind just of both r- rash. Yeah, but the the fact that they're both being that kind of points to maybe Scott is also kind of un- under some kind of influence. But yeah, because Scott's being like super fucking petty. Yeah, with him. I I I like the. It's like I thought I was the one who got the brain damage in the, yeah. in the airplane crash. Jesus like, um, Christ! <laughs> and then, uh, so as that's going on, the the kind of the final thing is Forge working his way into the room where the the children of the vault ha- kind of have all their um, pods that where it's like they take powers from, and they go into where they think Darwin is, and it's old woman Lara. And they're like, yep. oh, that's not what that's also we expected. <laughs> and also yeah. not very good because they, the, one of the big rules about resurrection is you have to be dead in order to resurrect. Well, she came back through the fucking uh, gate she, and then died on Krakoa. That's why they brought her back and she doesn't remember anything. Well, yeah. no, she died there and then Sink carried her into Krakoa because she couldn't, 
Sink was in Krakoa for a split second, which is why he has his memories. And was he like he got a backup? They can't get backed up. They're they're well, like didn't die. He made it out. No, they both died, but he died immediately after hitting Krakoa soil. Oh, that's what it was. So he, yeah, that's what it was. so he I, was able I, to I have I was a backup. Too confused. Yeah, he was able to have a backup. So he remembers being in love with Laura for a and thousand yeah, years, and she does not because she died in the vault and didn't get a backup of that's all right. those memories. Well, um, died, I guess. Yeah, yeah the Wolverine maybe. family loves to complicate the resurrection protocols, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yep. So something clearly something is fucking going on, and it's not good. Yeah. Um, well, if, this... if Logan can have an old version and a young version of himself, then so can Lara. Well, they gotta get her out of the vault. I don't think thought. that's the issue. I think it's yeah. the issue of a bunch of super villain, mutant power stealing people so who always evolve constantly. If have Caliban's alarms. power, Caliban's yeah, power right. is to track <laughs> mutants. Could that just be Darwin, and that's his evolution to survive? I, oh, I think I think there's definitely something going on with Darwin. Uh, I, I don't think that's gone from the picture. I think yeah, something like, definitely happened. Something's like, uh, yeah. They were they were like um playing with genes or something. Yeah, because like that's his whole power. So I would imagine like because he Caliban on the chest specifically. When like, the, oh, he's in that one. When the X Men <laughs> leave and the children of the vault are all alone, they break out their Levi's and they all start. I was I was about I, I was trying to construct that joke. I was gonna yeah. say they were they were play they're messing with genes. What? <laughs> what what of genes she, did they have uh, but uh this is one of my favorite arcs of duggan's x-men so far it's really um it's really interesting and it's building on hickman's stuff and making interesting use of these characters so it's it's been real good and uh Kassara's art is great he was the one who was the main artist on x-force for the mm. beginning of it mm-hmm. um I really like his stuff, so. Yeah, it's awesome. Real good. Well, I think I've got the segue of the week here. Speaking of horror anthologies and Lara Kinney being stuck in endless loops in places for billions of years. Wow. <laughs> I've got wow. uh, Rift of Shadows that. number one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like every book I've talked about in the month of October has been a horror anthology, and I'm not sorry. Um <laughs> And that's not going to stop here. So th- this this is like a one shot that uh, I think this is a one shot. Feels like a one shot that uh, that Marvel did. It's like a, a Marvel horror anthology where yeah, our it's Marvel's crypt- Halloween special. Yeah, our crypt keeper is Victor Strange, um, Doctor Strange's Great. brother, who's kind of like you know takes us from tale to tale. We have a different different creative team for each one. We have these short little fun size uh, horror stories. Um, there's a werewolf by Moon Knight one, where so it's Werewolf by Night and Moon Knight um, riding that that wave. We get a uh, we get a Morbius story, where he's Morbin all over. Um, oh, God. <laughs> we also get one where Elsa Bloodstone is, is like, uh, chasing down Peter Parker, who has turned into a man spider again. Hmm. So hate that when that was, happens. That was a fun one. Ruins but the one I wanted pants. to talk about, the one I wanted to focus on, is it, it's called uh, Endless Slaughter in the Infinite Swamp by Adam Warren and Goo EFX. Hmm, um, Adam Warren. Shit yeah. was fucked up, man. It's, it's weird. So, like, it's, it's Laura 
Lara Wolverine in the nexus of all realities fighting Man-Thing, and because they're unstuck in space and time and neither of them can die, they're just fighting eternally, like 10 to the 39th power years. Yeah, and they're they're fighting because apparently whatever Swamp Man-Thing, or sorry, whatever Man-Thing smells like triggers her, it's her trigger scent to go into like her berserker mode, so she's just constantly in berserk mode and fighting Man-Thing. It's basically that that running Family Guy gag with uh, Peter and the chicken, but <laughs> but for like eternity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was funny because like he uh, Man Thing has like these spores that are basically yeah, like you said that that trigger scent that she was programmed with that's supposed to send her into a rage. So like, I guess she keeps cutting him open and he keeps releasing the pheromone and she keeps getting you know it's just this constant. Yeah, yeah. It's like because he keeps getting attacked. It's like yeah, well, stop attacking me. I'm gonna fucking fight you if you keep attacking me. Yeah. So that was that was a. a and they a, just can't get along. It's just a weird mind fuck. I loved it. Yeah. yeah so I, I love these things. I, I will. I will pick up your horror anthology if you if you publish one. I'll I'll get it. I'll read it. I don't care how how good or bad it is. I will enjoy it. <laughs> and there was a lot. There was a lot of fun stuff in this one. I liked it. Well, speaking of great comics. Wow. Well, <laughs> that one was simple. Um, we have Wind Thrown in the Sky, number three by James Tynan and Michael Dialnis. Uh We haven't talked about Wind in a while. Uh, it's not good. <laughs> uh, it's not great for our <laughs> adventurers. Um, yeah, basically our crew, our valiant crew is on the run from literally everybody at this point. Uh, they all want to fucking kill them. Vampires want to kill them. The other fairy kingdoms want to kill them. Pipe Town, all of them. So there's also a war happening yeah, currently whole, with everyone wanting to kill him. It's a whole lot going on. But everyone's kind of starting to converge on them at this point in the story. So you have like um <clears throat> uh Thorne's dad and like the, the king's like assistant who have like tried to help. They're like closing in with the army, and I believe the one guard that Oakley's mom was uh familiar with is also now on the trail so like every every like every major character at this point that we've met plus the new kingdom of fairy folk that we've met are all tracking these people down and they're going up through this journey through the mountains and they decide well uh that wind is flying around trying to find everything and it's like if they find a hot spring so they they really take their time and warm up their bones which you get some great little moments. Everyone, they're like, oh, you're going to keep your clothes on? And they're like, fuck that. No. <laughs> they all just jump in and have a good time. Well, they try to all jump in. And well, they the, all try to the jump prince, in. Prince York, is that his name? He, uh, yeah, his bigotry very shows repressed. a little bit. Uh, and I love that, like, <laughs> the, the fairy girl asks Oakley, like, are all humans as repressed? And she's like, yes, I am an exceptional exception to that rule. A Honestly. spectacular <laughs> exception. There it is. <laughs> um, yeah, like, there and then they have like the little uh, sprites that come up through it, and like the prince is like, "I don't want that on me because I don't want gross magic shit on me." Yeah, and it's everyone's fucking like, disgusting. Bro. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I'm right here, asshole. We're all right here. Like most of us are fucking well, that, uh, uh, magic folk. That had just point. happened to um, Thorn, right? His his yeah, they had like, brought like him best friend to he like touched heal it, him. and his yeah, he touched it. Well, and his heel, 
his hair grew in, in order to save yeah. his life wind had to yeah. like use his powers to like save thorn so thorn got his magic blood so yeah so now thorn has like grass growing out of his hair and I, it was Looks a good. really cool like discussion with those because yeah it was it, prince yorick is freaking out and he's like it's fucking disgusting and thorn's like hey man what the hell and he's like no like you're fine i i just don't want it for me like it's valid to not like i want i don't want to lose my humanity and like they have this whole big argument and and eventually you're kind of like steps away and ends up talking to i believe it's oakley it is yeah and he's like you know i'm really worried that um the fairy princess uh is going to hate me for being a bigot Yorick knows who I am. He knows that I'm not a bigot. And it, Oakley's like, no, he doesn't. Like, he knows <laughs> that was you. before. Yeah, this. he he's known yeah. you his whole life, but like he was, he's never been a magic person before. Right. So like, you need to reassure him that you're not vengeful and hating him the way that mm-hmm. your dad is. You asshole. So it's just really cool because like, you know, you can you can have your own thoughts on your own body autonomy and Which be is, respectful of other people's and not be a fucking dick about it man. yeah because that's like the core of what he's worried about he just well, expressed it yeah. in the worst possible manner also like how york is like yeah just i just don't like things to change and she's like well change is inevitable like you know when your uh when your family's troops murdered my mom i kind of yeah. was forced to move yeah it's, it's not like, like we can go back to the, the way yeah. things were yeah. my mom is dead asshole and it's your dad's well, I, fault so I let's like at go one point he's like uh I, I just want to know my body is mine and it's not going to change and oakley's like oh man you're gonna get real mad when you hear about aging <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought was really good too. yeah right <laughs> so um but this kind of like is driving like wind and thorn a lot closer which adorable oh man it's so cute um, yeah, then the other bug kingdom kind of catches up to them, and they just want to straight up, they want win for his power, or they just want his wings at this point, they're just gonna kill everybody, and then we meet our new favorite friend, no. uh, Strawberry, who he's appears to be a giant mountain man of some gnome. sort. He's a, Mount, he's a, giant, he's a giant, giant gnome. Giant mountain gnome. Dad is like, oh, I heard he, he's, I heard you guys needed some help. Come on over. He's introduced by like them about to all be murdered, and then it's a gigantic double page splash of him His like face. peeking peeking out like <laughs> from, what's going on up yeah. here? And like he immediately uh dispatches like like, like all the sol- bad soldier guys and just like flicks them off. Yeah, just, yeah, like, he, he, he off throws the them mountain. away and he's like, "Don't yeah. worry, their winds don't fly too good in the winter and in the cold up here." But I'll I'll help you. And then he just picks them all up, he scoops <laughs> them up into a jar. Strawberry was like, "I heard there's some fascists up here that need stomping." Yeah. So I wonder if he just like heard them because he was like they were like playing in the uh in the spring or whatever, or someone like went to help him or but. Yeah, well, we well get... I mean, there is a point where like uh, York is screaming, and everyone's like, "Hey, can sound travels up, weird. Um, yeah. Can you not?" Um, but also, yeah, Antifa icon Strawberry. Well, it <laughs> seems like he specifically knew there was like something was going on. So I, think... I want to hang out with this guy. He's, yeah, he this seems dude seems awesome. great. Put me in a little jar. I just love that he put. Yeah, he just scoops them all into a jar. They're all like, "Thanks," but also, "Fuck, we're getting scooped into a but jar." But yeah, thanks, jar. but also, is this just a different problem now? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still fucked? Like, I'm not sure. Are we just like fireflies to this guy? Is he just trying to see how long it takes for us to not survive in there <laughs> before we pass out? Yeah, 
But no, this book continues to be uh, great. As I already said, that splash page is just amazing. That introduction is so good. Um, I love that the world continues to expand. Like it just yes. keeps yeah. getting like it's great. You know, it started out with like this little boy who had magic blood, and then it turned into like there's fairies and vampires. Yeah, and this little an boy entire... who had a crush on the gardener's son. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, just his little like crush on the gardener's son. I like that he's growing up. Like it, it's it's no, kind of such yeah, a comic great. book thing for people to be stuck in in time, but like getting to see a character like grow up and change. Is, is and this dude, physically and, this is and emotionally because he is becoming more of the winged one, like page by page, I, and it fucking rules. I still yeah. just really enjoy that some of the main villains are vampires from the vampire. Love it. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> uh, it, it brings me joy each time I remember it. It's just crazy. <laughs> like I was like going through stuff. It's like it, it's crazy that Tynan's writing this. Uh, fucking department and, of truth something's yeah. killing children house of slaughter like it's all these nice crazy, house on the lake nice house, all this horror and like fucked up shit and you just kind of get a little bit of that much more real but like this is like the lighter side of him it's it's great i well i'm pretty sure he broke into comics with um ya books um like he did the woods um and there was another the one woods back- is not ya oh okay what am i thinking of then <laughs> uh <laughs> Cut this. I don't know. <laughs> but important distinction. The woods rules. Okay. Oh, yeah. In the closet? Oh, gosh. It's so creepy. Anyway. Speaking oh, yeah. of not creepy. Yeah, y'all want to talk about some Superman? Sure. Do I? I loved oh, this. Man. This is yeah, a great so, book. I think with the exception of RJ, none of us had read this, this particular Tim Sale masterpiece, correct? Incorrect. Incorrect. You had read it? Yes. Okay. Um, well, okay. Uh, me and Adam. <laughs> well, we, we were talking about this. We were like, all right, so, so what do we do for our love letter to Tim Sale? It's like, you know, do, do we just be the, the obvious, obvious answer is long, long Halloween. Do, yeah. yeah any I of mean, Long Batman. Halloween would have been great because Halloween is like next week. And That's a lot. That would have tied things up. But like, A, a it's a, a massive undertaking of a book to try to read. B, everyone has already talked about this, uh, about Long Halloween. We don't really have anything to add to that conversation. And we've kind of done this for, a, for, for all of these series. We've kind of done some needle drops uh, and picked some, some less treaded ground by these, these Yeah, artists. and it's not saying that this is, this is a pretty, this feels, this is like an all-timer. Though, which is odd to well, say the, that the interesting thing for me is that like my biggest um, exposure to Tim Sale's art was Batman Long Halloween yeah. and um uh, what was the other one Dark Dark Victory. Well, Dark he Victory, also did Hush and all that. He was on the Batman book for a long. For well, a Tim week. Sale isn't Hush, but oh, you're right. Sorry, they they did confused. um uh they did those uh color stories at marvel like uh, yeah, spider-man blue, Spider-Man blue. Yeah. Yeah, those are daredevil great. yellow, daredevil yellow. gray yeah, yeah those and, are I, great. and i'd read those too but so the thing that really stuck out for me with this art in contrast to all those is like specifically batman i had always pictured tim sale art in my mind's eye as being this like very stylized but dark and gritty like it, yeah. it, it portrays specifically Batman villains in a really cool way because it is so exaggerative. It's so, it, and it lends itself to that like spookiness. That, I always that, think like, of um, the way he draws Poison Ivy and the way the leaves are all like yeah. very like defined edges and yeah. like they take up the whole page. Yeah, 
I've always yeah. loved his his line work. His line work is very like the word I always use is syrupy. Like it, it's it's very like it was like poured onto the page almost. Yeah, and it's that, very fluid. Yeah, it it kind of it kind of gets lost in the in the color blocking in in Long Halloween in a way that it absolutely doesn't in this book. Like because everything's so bright. And, yeah, and that's and that's the contrast for me. Like reading this was like discovering his art all over again because every page is like a fucking Norman Rockwell painting. Yeah. Like the it's col- like the this color work on this. Is it was ve- and it was very in- very intentional that way. Yeah, it's 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 idyllic. It's it's homely. It's mm-hmm. grounded. It fit, the, it fit the story and character. It creates so this well. atmosphere that I can only like. Uh, I, it really feels kind of like um, the Fleischer cartoons. Like the original uh, yeah. Superman cartoons, that it's kind of that like atmosphere where it's uh very specific like image of Superman. Yeah, and, yeah, um, and it's the it's the like golden age ideal of Superman and the golden age ideal of America that like yeah either has never existed or existed for some people a long time ago. <laughs> but it's it's got this like. I kept waiting for like a heel turn from some of these like Smallville residents, and it's like no, they're just legitimately good people because that's yeah, what yeah. this it's is. Very nor- like you said, it's the picture of, Nor- of Norman Rockwell painting to like that Americana feel. Yeah, well, it, it also captures that that kind of big sky country view feel, like with all those with all the the colors and and the 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 big splash pages, but it also like it. It does a really good job of that big golden city kind of skyline as well. Like they a, they they both fit together so nicely in this. Yeah, there's lots of great uh like double page splashes of just the like the city skyline and then Superman like as a as a little itty bitty dude. Or yeah. he's just like three lines of color dashing I, through I it. I really yeah. like the when way that he portrays oh, that. that. Well, we might talk about it later, but that that panel that page of him getting the gun from Lex is oh, an amazing cool. page. Yeah. He's just a blur and the gun is gone. It's yeah. just so good. Well, I have a lot to say about Lex. So let's 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 go through each oh, of the seasons. There's so much to say. Um it it begins with spring and it begins with Clark really coming into his powers and it's it's told from each each vignette, each season is told from a perspective of a different character around Clark. So this one's told by Jonathan Kent. And it's all very like, you know, I've raised him right. He's such a good boy, but I, I don't know what he's going to do because there's just so up in the air. Like we we're, we're treading new territory here. He's a senior in high school at this yeah. point. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's him revealing to Lana Lang his powers. And it's like a yeah, lot of like, like art. No, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love that <laughs> this good. this specific um, issue is mostly without the Superman costume, and it's a lot mm-hmm. of overalls that get just completely torn and just get no, yeah. every time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how Superman is built in this book. Like he's not like buff, he's but he's farm- also like he's built like a farmer. He- yeah, he's built like a barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, he's kind of like, uh, like a a uh, he he feels kind of like Baymax from. Big Hero 6. A little bit. Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's he's strong fat. Yeah. He's he's so it's such an interesting um He looks like what an character actual design. person could look like. Yeah. In my kind opinion. of. 
but 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 like uh, also like a balloon sized man. up a couple too too big yeah, sizes. Just, yeah, like a <laughs> in like, like a good a, way, it, like it, a it, rock yeah. solid balloon man. Yeah, <laughs> just like the Goodyear blimp, but just fucking Goodyear. Well, I mean, like I'm not I'm not trying to fat shame uh, Superman here. No, 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 but he he looks like a balloon. No, he's jacked like, to the fucking gills. Yeah. yeah. Right? But none of those none of those muscles are defined. Right. So he's just, being he's just a that big jacked, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just it just makes well, him it's 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 like Baymax it. that someone filled with concrete and let set, but like can yeah. still somehow move around. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> he's a it's a, it, it's so like it's such an instantly recognizable version of Superman. And it's very and different. It's, so like it's such, oh, a, yeah. it's such a uh homely, humble Yes. Yeah, very grounded version of Superman and Clark Kent. Well, and that's the vibe of the whole book, really. Yeah, is uh, I love it. it. It's like bare bone, basic, just like this is Superman in all of his glory. Like just yeah, such I feel a like the good... art brings you back to that every time. Like it, it yeah. grounds him. Like it's Superman, but it's like this is almost like a Clark Kent book, and the art. Mm. Like kind of brings you back to that simplicity and like talk, you know. I mean, this was what, like just from his look. This was ninety eight, so at this point, Superman the book had gotten pretty complicated with you know him dying and like all right. of the the Superman family being so large, and then this just feels like it's completely stripped down to the the just the character. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would be a really great way, like the. This story, like these story beats, would make a good movie. Like if you were making a mm. Superman movie for the first time, it wouldn't be a good movie now where you would be making a Superman movie for the nineteenth time. But like, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, this first chapter is just the premise of the TV show Smallville, more, more or less, <laughs> pretty <yeah>. much. <laughs> with so uh, with with until w- it went like for too many seasons, and it's just like, shouldn't he be Superman now? Yeah, but- right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, uh, yeah. I had a question I wanted to ask everyone that I keep forgetting to ask every time we talk about Superman. But uh, so when Jonathan and Martha Kent, when the when the when they see the the thing flying over and it crash lands and they go over and they see it's a shuttle and they open up the shuttle and they see Baby Clark, how many poops do you think are in there? Hmm. <laughs> Depends. Because like, I would, that, I mean, may- <laughs> we don't know the exact time it takes him to get to Krypton <laughs> to Earth, but there's definitely at least one poop in there. Also, like we don't know what his poops would have been like. Like they yeah. would, they could have been pure dark matter for all we know. Like <laughs> I would it's, it's like it's like Nibbler from Futurama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, I don't, I don't have an answer. Yeah, babies mean, are I, gross. So at least I mean, one poop. At least one poop. For sure. Well, I mean, like, just I always have questions about Clark's anatomy. Like, does he have the same kind of like diet? I'm I'm not talking about his dick. We're not we're not having that Mallrats conversation. The, well, we're gonna talk about how he takes shits. Right no, now. I'm just like, I'm, like, is his heart and lungs in the same place? Like, does he have a heart and lungs? Well, he tries like, to get his hair cut, and then yeah. I was like, oh no, we're gonna do the Reed Richards thing all over again. Oh my god, can we not? Please. <laughs> I, I do so love funny. when he, I do I love when he tries to get his hair cut and the scissors just shatter this, and the, just the, the, bolts. the the thing that's the interesting like oh man they don't make them like they used to yeah. the thing like, that's what? interesting though is this book kind of uh uh like 
posits that uh, at one point Superman could get his hair cut. Like, and yeah, and this is the point where he no longer yeah. can, which also begs the question. How does he cut his hair? Does he use Krypton kryptonite scissors? Well, in, I think he um, uses his heat vision in the mirror. I th- yeah, that's in, how he shaves in, anyway. Yeah, that's in Burn Superman. That's how he shaves. Also, the animated Jesus. series. <laughs> mm. So, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, so this this issue ends with him reconciling his fear of like not being able to help enough people and like trying to figure out what that means and uh, going off to Metropolis. It's a story that we all know, but it's a really yeah. good And there's like these two back-to-back pages which are incredible with him and his dad looking at the sunrise and then yeah. right after this like the Metropolis skyline, it's just This yeah. book's great. It's so it's pretty. It's so good. I it's also so, love like said, the it's very so bright too. The very end of this issue is him like saving a, a very reckless child who's save who's yeah. like chasing its cat his cat on the like edge of a high rise. That kid yeah. keeps like, showing up too. Yeah, yeah, he keeps doing that. It's like stop. Who le- who left the, the window open for the cat to get out? And why did you think it was a good idea to chase him off of the ledge? Anyway, I also uh, I also like how the the narration in each issue is a different person in Clark's life. Like this first issue, it's it's John Kent. Yeah, like talking about you know being a good father and raising his son and all this stuff. I um, I wanted to talk about that because I really like that narrative device. Um, yeah, and there's this kind of like, I don't know, there uh, an idea in my brain that I haven't really fully formed, but I kind of like the idea of looking at the lens, of, like Superman through the lens of. The mantle, of, like the the icon of Superman, is for everyone, and is made up of everyone, not just what Clark does with it. Whereas Clark Kent is kind of for Clark um, personally, and that's his like escape and his reward for like you know being Superman for like helping people. Is he gets to finally be the the fit in and be the person that he's always wanted to be just like be the normal human that belongs on earth and feel um welcomed uh but then superman is kind of the alien who fell to earth but and then he has to help people because he has the power to but clark is for him specifically to uh kind of escape and and then like that kind of plays into like the whole like uh, why people don't see Clark as Superman ever because it just would never occur to them that he is Superman. Yeah, it, it's it's fun. It's funny Except the things person. that he does, <laughs> like to to kind of break people off that scent. Like, well, I, I always liked how they did it in the the original um, Christopher Reeves movie where he was always clumsy and like, yes, yep, and like kind of cowardly. Because if he's cowardly, then it gives him a reason to disappear when there's trouble. And then, you know. And it's not even that, like, he's that, like, I don't know, like that cowardly. It's just that Superman is such a force of, like, so beyond uh, everyone else that, you know. Well, not, not me, so much cowardly, like, when... like he, f- he faints. Like, he's right, just, like, yeah, yeah. fragile. Like, to me, it's dumb, because this is, like, when Thor goes undercover. It's like, no one looks like that yeah he's still the size he's a, of a monstrous human like, like yeah of course it's him that that's different <laughs> in that like that only happened in that one specific scene 
but like um, no, I just meant like if I'm super, if I'm like Lois Lane and I interview Superman and then later I see Clark, I'm gonna be like, that's the same fucking dude. Like, I I've mean, always found that so strange to me. But when you know someone and Superman like seems like such a drastic change, I get it. But also like faces, like look this. I don't know. I just I get what no, you're saying, but, but it's like, also see, seems it's, odd. It's not just a physical thing though. That which which is why I like it because. Sure, I get that. Oh, you know what I just realized? Facial That's recognition true. would have blown Clark's cover, like, pretty So recently. apparently, well, yeah, because apparently eyeballs didn't. I really like that, um, <laughs> I really like that, uh, thing in, uh, Burns Man of Steel where Luther has a computer that, like, is deciphering who is Superman, and it's like, it's Clark Kent, it's like, this thing is broken. Yeah. Throw this computer in the trash. It doesn't know what it's doing. He fires a developer um, team. (laughs) The second one's narrated by Lois, which I really liked. I thought. Yeah. Um, But also, right right before we get to the second one, the end of the first one I was trying to get to with him saving the kid and the cat is the kid goes like, because he's never been, this is first day in Metropolis. Day one Superman. Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, wow, cool costume. And Clark goes, thanks. My mom made it for I, me. And it's just like, oh. I yeah, love yeah, that because it was like, it was a whole page of Clark being very proud of the jammies his mommy made him. <laughs> I just so love, good. I love his design and costume too. It's so, I don't know, simple is not necessarily the right word, but like simple and, and just like realistic. Cause like, I feel like there's so many depictions of Superman. It's like, he looks like a Superman instead of just like a dude in a costume. He's cute. And I really like this this uh, look on like that for that Tim Sale does. There's a cuteness about him that like he looks like a country boy still. He's got like As, a small yeah. face, right? He's got he's got kind of an uwu quality about. <laughs> I like him. the quaff. I, I like the little quaff that he uh, has. I mean, now you're just naming classic Superman features. No, just like I, I like I, the big red S. <laughs> nah, it's just like. Sometimes it doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but speaking of uh, things that, that do fit, we also get the first depiction of Lex Luthor in this issue. And wow, they didn't even pretend like it's not Donald Trump. Yeah, like it's, it's, he's Donald it's, Trump in this. It's movie. Donald Trump. It's the most Donald Trump thing I've ever fucking <laughs> isn't seen. The, and like, isn't the end of one of the issues uh, him saying the American way and then like it's the cover of Donald Trump's book? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and this is, is him. Bef- and this is '98, so before yeah. everything, obviously. But- yeah, yeah. This is just when Donald Trump was a uh, shady real estate developer. Yeah, this is when he was still just a when bad he was running. Oh, and a and a uh, grifter running Trump University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a or fucking Trump shitty, shitty capitalist. He was just being a shitty capitalist, also, does, and that was it. Doesn't Lex become president at one point in the yes. early 2000s? No, no, absolutely. And I that happened when I was a kid, and I was like. No one would ever vote for Lex Luthor. This is so fucking stupid. What a stupid... They just jumped the shark. What an unrealistic comic book plot. Oh, well, yeah. And then I, then I lived through the world that we've lived through, and I regret everything. I, I actually I reread the, the President Lex storyline during the 2016 election. I'm sorry. And I wish I, I had. I, that yeah, really why'd you do that? Did it give you any insight? No, it was just like it no. was just like it, 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 it's it's like watching a meteor just just careening towards Earth. It's just like oh, this is gonna suck, and then it <laughs> this did. Is suck, huh? <laughs> um, 
but yeah, no. And then we get uh, Lois narrating uh, this entire thing, and it's and it's her being enamored with Superman and being mad about it, and I love it because it's yeah, like because she's the super whole, skeptical. Like, well, she she's just like you know, uh, Prince Charming. Like it, it's I you know me and my sister were obsessed with Prince Charming when we were a kid, and like over the years, you just. You just meet men and you come to expect them to disappoint you. So because they're never going to be Prince Charming. And, you know, I don't know if it's like the cape or the, you know, riding in on the white horse. But like something about it is just, you know, makes makes you you click. And uh, this guy is looking like Prince Charming. But there's uh, I can't figure out when the shoe's going to drop. It just, you know, and it's. Yeah. Really interesting. I love Lois. This is my favorite issue because I mean, I it's great. Just me being a Lois Lane fan, but I love um her her narration specifically, and that it also plays into the whole like you can know Clark Kent, but and knowing him even more makes you not believe that he would be Superman. Also, she definitely figures it out though. She does. I I also like how how like um because like again they look alike. And then they disappear at the same time. Right. Yeah. That's how she pieces it all together. It's like, come on, this can't, this shouldn't be that hard. She kind <laughs> of does, but at the end, she's like, no. She like shakes it off for the reason you're saying. It's like, oh, I can't be true. <laughs> but Lo- Lois kind of, sh- she's the one who kind of shapes the public image of Superman. Like, she's the one who comes up with Superman. Yeah, she's the one who comes up with Superman. Correct. She's yeah. the one who comes up with all of these these snappy yeah. headlines. And it's and and kind of her and Jimmy kind of give the people of Metropolis the version of Superman. Like he, I love he when was she's just going through. She's guy. going through all of the like the failed uh, names that people had for him. Yeah. Uh, yep, those are great. I, Mighty Man, I, I think, was Jimmy's. Yeah, and she's like, uh, "Stick to taking pictures, kid." The guy's got a big <laughs> S on his chest. We need something with that. Like, <laughs> let's start there. Metropolis Marvel is the other one. There we go. Mm. Yeah, I like how we get some <clears throat> classic Superman shenanigans that all look amazing, like him stopping a giant rocket, throwing oh, it in space. That yeah. splash page is amazing. It's so good. And then so like, good. him him with the Yeah, then he's looking down at Earth and then him like grabbing the sub that has like these traitors on it and just grabbing the submarine and just dropping it in a parking lot. They yep. do this, they do this thing where like he'll grab something metal. Like they do it again later with a train and his like yeah. perfect handprints are in it. Yeah. And that got me thinking about. Like, I wish it, that were you. Well, no, I, 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 I love when an artist shows you a, a power set that you've seen a hundred times and makes you think a bit differently. I kept thinking about, could Superman take a solid piece of steel and just mold it like clay. Mm, in yep. theory. Definitely. Probably, yeah. That's wild, right? He's going to make a little vase. Because he can heat it up on top of everything else. I mean, I, wouldn't even, I don't even think he would really necessarily need to heat it up. He could probably just, with pure pressure, just mold steel. Oh, he rips the submarine apart like it's a fucking president on christmas so yeah. i would imagine he probably can and then and then uh trump i mean lex Luthor gets mad that he left it on his lawn yeah uh so that's great well and luther <laughs> well luther mostly wants to look like the hero because superman's stealing his thunder because he wants to be the one that the city needs yep i mean and this classic. is the we get the panel that rj's talking about with him grabbing the gun it's great yeah like one one of the ter- terrorists that came out of the uh 
the submarine has a gun against Lois's head, and in the middle of uh, Luther being like, "I'll handle this, Lois. I can negotiate with the anyone, even terrorist." And then, like, as he's saying "terrorist," uh, Superman snatches the gun in like three panels. Uh, and then Lois beats the shit out of that dude, <laughs> <laughs> just being a badass. And then, uh, and then Luther offers to give her a drive home, and she's like, "No, nah, I think Superman uh, offered to give me a lift." And uh, you know, we get the first. And then Superman just throws her. Just chucks her. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Well, this is when she <clears throat> really like starts turning and like starts believing in the sim- like the Superman. Like she was a little skeptical, but now she's as she's been covering and like seeing him and what he kind of stands for. She's yeah, like, "All right, you're the his, real deal." His and uh is ultimate optimism and empathy is just like he he's able to overcome the most cynical cynic and uh mm-hmm. i'd say that's lois for sure well it's always <laughs> interesting when it's um like when they kind of talk about um uh lois's and lex's relationship uh prior to superman arriving and it's like she's seen what absolute power can do um but then she meets Superman, and it's kind of unbelievable that someone could be this powerful and not be corrupted. And that's, like, you know, the key to Superman, right? Is he's the, he's the absolute power that isn't corrupted. He, he's the one that can break that. Yeah. Right. She also talks about these, um, th- this advice that Perry gave her early in her career of don't believe anything you hear and like only that. believe half of what you see. So she's like trying to grapple with and that. Everything that but, you write. But believe everything. Yeah, that and you everything write. that you write. And um like she kept grappling with that with Superman because Superman just it, he it, what you see is what you get with Clark and Superman. So like But also you can't believe your eyes because there's a goddamn man flying. Yeah, because there's right. a guy who can <laughs> right. who can mold solid steel like clay. And- <laughs> And he can fly and shoot laser beams out of his eyes and see through solid rocks. Yeah. And breathe I mean, ice. Like, yeah. Yeah, and the other part of this is him trying to figure out, like, who he is and what he wants to do, because he just, like, feels lost, even though he's been helping people. He doesn't exactly know what to do. He kind of goes back home to try to, like, get his bearings again. Um... Which is always, again, you see, you're seeing, like, the inner struggle of an early Superman figuring out, like, he wants to help everyone, but he knows he can't, but he's trying, it's like, he's trying to reconcile that and figure out how he can continue to do it without, like, feeling guilty or feeling people are let down. Well, with great power comes great responsibility. And then he starts shooting webs, and he gets real weird. That <laughs> someone kills his uncle, Ben. <laughs> <and> <laughs> So then uh, the next, the, the uh, fall uh, issue is uh, narrated by Luther himself. Um, oh my God, I love that he's like, I don't call it autumn, that, I call it fall. It's like, shut uh, up. Fuck you. <laughs> shut is up. That bef- <laughs> is that before, is that issue start after he rescues the plant that's on fire from all of the yes, Lex the, bots? The, the end of Lois's issue is him saving the day with the, uh, like, the chemical plant that caught fire and like, Luther sends out his, like, Luther drones to, like, citizen, you are safe. And he's like, if you're gonna fucking try to help, at least help correctly. And he, like, tosses them <clears throat> and proceeds to actually save the woman that was, like, passed Well, they out thought inside. the building was empty, I love too. that their uh, well, yeah. design is the battle armor. Yeah. 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 Um, well, this is this so, amazing page of him in a fire tornado. Yeah, that's mm. how he, like, get, he 
He doesn't put the fire out. He takes the fire away. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I just, it, it, it's such a supervillain move. It's such a classic fascist thing to like, let's create a problem and then find a way to be the only person who can solve that problem. Yeah, that's literally which is, capitalism. <laughs> which is like the next, uh, that's like the next story, right? Basically. Well, yeah. So yeah. the next story is, well, he, <laughs> Luther um, takes the woman who was saved um, in, in that fire and, uh, which he obviously caused the fire to, let's be, let's be clear. But um, she's now he, obsessed with Superman. Yeah. Now, now she's a, a weird stalker. So he clockwork oranges her ass into <laughs> yep. becoming her, like a villain for Superman. Called and like. Toxin. Yeah. Um so yeah, his whole issue is uh talking about like it, it, kind of the opposite the, the same thing Lois was trying to say but but even more cynical and mean where it's just like why? Why would someone do this? If you have all that fucking power, like what is he what is he not saying? What is well, his he, angle? What he is He also is like fuck you, get out of my city. Yeah, was, I know. should be the one people want. He also to frames help everybody. He also frames everything as a love story between him and Metropolis. And how this was right. his city before Superman moved in. Right. Yeah, it, so this is just him, him getting revenge for his, his, his love being stolen from him. Uh, really wants to fuck the city. He really <laughs> wants to fuck <laughs> the city hard. How bro. would you even do that? Um, but yeah, so you then, find so the key. Superman. <laughs> Superman <laughs> so then Toxin um, puts in this like aerosol aerosolized uh, uh, thing that gives everyone this like horrible fever and they all pass out. Um, this is a little so, spooky, isn't it? It's not great. <laughs> this is a classic, like, comic book thing, though, but it's way creepier now. Because it's, it's like mean- <laughs> it's very much a Donald Trump surrogate, and and now he's dealing with a pandemic in Metropolis. It's like that, let's- that he that he <laughs> that he caused. Yeah, it's but- like let's let's uh back off this just a little bit, just a little also- bit. Let's not forget that time that the CIA tested uh, the use of aerosol spray technology on San Francisco with a benign bacteria that ended up, like, hospitalizing 11 people and killing one of them. There is also that, huh? (laughs) Uh, I love this, though, because it is such the perfect villain for Superman because you see his face and he genuinely doesn't know what to do. Because yeah, what, what do you, you do against punch. a virus? Right, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. He, he goes and finds... What I love about this is he then goes and finds like something he can, he can fix, which is well, a train I mean, per- going yeah. out of control because the yes. guy behind mm-hmm. the, the controls is, is passed out. It's like, okay, that's a problem I can fix with right. brute yeah. force. And then immediately goes to a scientist who was in a clean room, and she's like, I don't know, you should talk to the guy who owns the chemical plant, uh, Luther. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, Newman. that makes sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, he shows up to Luther and uh, is basically like, why aren't you sick? And Luther's like, I shut down my building. Why aren't you sick? Is it because you're an alien? Um, and really just- a hell of a leap. <laughs> but I mean, he says like, you know, something about your physiology. Are you, um, uh, how, something about how your powers are manifested scientifically, biologically, or perhaps alien in nature. And then Clark tells on himself, he dry snitches and says, alien? Alien? <laughs> no. Me? What? It's always also no. a big key to Luther is that Superman isn't from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, yeah so, he wants so, to see his birth certificate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it 
It's Bur- almost like it he made up this happen on, on purpose. It's, a, uh, it's almost it's, like that dude's been terrible for 40 years. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, it's that's just, really it's, what it, it is. This, this issue freaked me out a little bit. It's just too spooky. It's too, it's too on the nose. You just know more about it. It's just been happening. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. Um, like I said, we've just been we get toxic forever. In this fucking most like Morrison-esque costume I've ever seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And yeah, she has yeah, like so, a oh. gun, which I lo- I love a, su- a superhero, a supervillain whose whole thing is they just have that there's they have a gun that does. I just have a gun that does this. With this is my aerosol bacteria gun. Yeah. <laughs> so they like supercharge the clouds with like this vaccine. Yep. And then it Correct. like comes down in the rain, and everyone snaps out of it. Except hmm. for Toxin, who um, was overexposed and died. Was sacrificed uh, by Luther because he's a fucking yeah. shithead. Yeah, because Luther's like, oh, poor thing, you know. Oh, she sacrificed herself to save us. What a hero! Like, oh, you piece of shit. But basically, Luther got in his head. Um, it through all Absolutely. of this, and so uh, Clark's got to uh, go back home and and reevaluate who he is and what he is and what he wants to do. Um, so that brings us to Winter, um, which is narrated by Lana Lang, which is really cool. Yeah, and this is, like, over years, right? So it's, like, because oh, he comes back and, like, she had been gone for a while. Like, you know, we we see some other characters have grown up. So, like, this isn't, like, three weeks. Like, he's been doing this thing for a minute. I kind of read it as um, between um, fall and winter or between um, summer and fall. There was the time gap. But, but yeah, because the, like, the kid, the, the, we see the kid, he's a lot older. It, but also, like, spring and summer are back-to-back. Like, that is yeah. his first experience with, with yeah, Lois yeah, yeah. and uh, all that. But then, by the time we get the Luther issue, it's probably been a while. Like, yeah, it's probably right. been a couple of years. When we, um... When he goes home in, um... Was it uh, <laughs> fall? Or... what? Whenever he goes home again. Um, he goes home a couple... He goes home a couple times. Uh, He's there a while in winter. Well, there's the... He's there. Uh, Lana. The first time he goes back home, uh, we learn that Lana left when he did. Right. Um, yes. And then in winter, we learn just kind of how much he fucked up when he told Lana that he was Superman. Yeah. And that he kind of like, because like she was in love with him. And I don't. She thought he was going to propose yeah. instead. Yeah. Instead, he just flipped up her world and completely changed it. And. She like had to get away. Yeah, it's like I have something to tell you, and she's like, "Oh my god, here it comes!" And he's like, "I am a wizard of some kind. (laughs) (laughs) We're flying right now. I am bending reality around you now. You're never going to be the same again." (laughs) Bippity boppity boo! Oh no! (laughs) Yeah. Um, which which is interesting because I mean, like that that's such such a Superman thing is to you know, it's like. He's never going to get that. Yeah, in no. the process of trying to do the right thing, what he thinks is the right thing, it just well, shatters she, uh, her entire world. She says that, too. That is something she's grappling with, is he just was sharing his, like, most well-kept secret uh, mm-hmm. with his best friend. And yeah. to her, it's the love of her life completely rejecting her and then, like, being someone she hardly knew. Yeah, because in that moment she knew it's like, oh, you're gonna, you have to leave. Yeah, like, you can't stay here. But also, like, we, like, yeah, he's like a completely different person than she 
thought she was this, this person right. she had been in love with for years. So. Yeah, then we get this, like, snapshot of the town after they've come back and, like, their old friend is just fucking bitter about it. Like, the old men are all still there just, like, yelling at each other, playing, like, cards in the diner, but, like, their friend is just like, fuck you guys for coming back. Like, <laughs> like you guys left, you guys fucking did it, and then, like, now you're back, like, He's like the Jimmy you. Stewart of this story. He was supposed to go places and do things. And... Well, yeah, he was, kept wishing to win, like, get a million dollars off, like, the lucky elephant or something they had so he could get out of town. And then, like, you know, now they're adults and he's he's still there. And well, yeah, the whole the first issue is like, I'm going to be like Lex Luthor one day. Yeah. Like, please yeah. don't. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to see the world. <laughs> um, But then we get a. No, it's classic... Jimmy Olsen, Adam. I really, <laughs> I really liked how they Bill's did this. Clark Bob's house, and- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Clark's just like trying to figure out like how do I fix a problem I can't punch right, and then there's this giant flood, and that's all this shit's going on, and they're like, oh, what's gonna go on? You guys gonna be safe? You know, do you need a help driving cop? Like, is the cops like letting them know? It's like, do you need help? And then they're all looking out at the rain, and Lana's just like, man, if only someone had the power to help here. No, if someone had the power to to reroute rivers or something like the she, and then they is, all like kind of look at each other and they're like, yeah, she knows. It's like, yeah, I know. Like, go fucking what? go help. That, that was a good page. <laughs> it yeah. was great. Go put yeah. your jammies Nothing on like having a son who can change the course of mighty rivers, which is like part of the recurring yeah. refrain of like leap over buildings in a single bound. Yeah, I also like how everyone's like, like, "Wow, we sure were lucky that Superman happened to be nearby." <laughs> also Clark like came home recently yeah right huh. Huh. that's weird it's just great that she's one of the few people that like knows Clark well enough to just kind of be like bro like come on <laughs> like you know who you are like go go take care of this go punch that river <clears throat> yeah then we get some amazing scenes it. of him punching rivers and such <laughs> yeah he walls off the dam like a like the strongest beaver that ever lived Dude, for real, just throwing rocks and shit. The strongest out. beaver awesome. to ever beave. That was his. That was that was almost his other superhero name. Was the beaver. <laughs> no one could beave quite as hard as. Shoot. Damn. <laughs> Fucking great. Uh, super I got beaver. nothing. You broke me. I'm done. Yeah, super beaver is a very different um. <laughs> superhero uh, anyway that's in the section I, of the store behind the beaded curtain yeah exactly it's the beaver that it. survived Krypton <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Christ but yeah there's there's a, a really good part where uh, you know <sighs> uh, Ma and Pa Kent and uh, the dog Shelby and, and Lana are all in the family truck trying to like drive to safety and the bridge collapses um and and Superman manages to uh, save the car and then save his dad and then the the dog kind of saved himself but he he grabs her too yeah. um and it's just a really cool moment of like you can put me down now son you know yeah. like yeah, yeah just really like full circle doing the the thing he was born to do for right. the people that raised him to do it you know he just got that reminder back at home like no matter what like. You may not be able to help or fix everything, but you still have the power to help. And, like, that's what you want to do. That's who you are. And he just needed that reminder 
after the fucking like after Luther started fucking with him and like took over the city. Yep. With his fucking Luther bots. <laughs> I like how he comes back. It's like, uh, go fuck yourself, Luther bots. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> this is my then, fucking city. And then saves the kid again. Yeah, dude. Someone needs to put a lock on these kids' windows. Like he yeah. is. Jesus Christ. But I also love that he he specifically says to the kid, like, we've met before, haven't we? And the kid's like, wow, you remember me? I'm Trevor. And he's like, good to meet you, Trev. Folks call me Superman. (laughs) It's so good. It's so great. Yeah. Yeah, I I really, this is probably my, I haven't read a ton of Superman, but like, this is one of my first introductions to Superman. And it's, it's still good on second or third reading it's it feels like one of those just all-time superman books this is great yeah and it's one of those all-time great uh tim sale books too yep yeah yeah yeah. his his art really popped here in a way that i hadn't seen it pop before yeah i just love how you can draw this and batman and it's almost like two it's almost like two different people drew it yeah completely different vibe Mm mm-hmm but like it's great. It's still the it's completely different vibes, but still very much the same style. Like it's it's interesting right. how you can take that style and through color work change it so much. Mm-hmm. This is very much this is very bright and warm and Batman is so dark and cold and yeah. Just needs a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> just he just needs a mommy to make him cute pajamas. <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's, geez, a, that's a great that's point. Sad a little bit, isn't it? <laughs> but like, that's let's be fair. Like, yeah, that's exactly what he needs. <laughs> like, he needs yeah, a mommy the, to make the, him cozy pajamas. Those are the characters. Yeah. yeah, right. One has a sweater that his mom made him, and one one doesn't. One <laughs> had to make one himself in a cold room. <laughs> it's got a bat on it. <laughs> oh. But I mean, yeah, no, Sale, like, we're able to capture the atmosphere of the characters so, so well, so yeah. succinctly. Yeah. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this book is just, it, it, it's, I don't know. It, Disney is, I guess, I like, I like saying it's like the Fleischer cartoons because it feels so wholesome. Like, right. I agree. Um, it, it's such a great look at Superman. Um, just uh, kind of like such a different look than you know what 98 Superman was uh, you know the the books have gotten the books make Superman such a like kind of a smaller part of a bigger whole with the family and you know uh, everything going on at that time um, mm-hmm. and he has a whole mythos and a whole world building but this book is so smaller scale so like just uh, showing what's great about the character on a base level. There, there's n- not even a Krypton in this book. There's no shuttle or Jor El yeah. or anything. It's just th- his his parents are uh Jonathan Martha and uh like it's mm-hmm. it's it's more centered around his home. Like Smallville is just as big a part as Metropolis is in this. Well. And yeah. also, like the fact that it's narrated by the people in his life mm-hmm. is really the the key thing for me because it's like it's what Clark means to his friends and enemies, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Friends, family, you know. And then, yeah, like that's kind of uh, 
a piece of what I was saying earlier of like Superman is so much bigger than Clark, but Clark, yeah, this is really what makes Clark tick. Um, and yeah, and we get two stories from each, really. Yeah, we get two that are really like about Clark and then two that are really about Superman. And I think ending it, Alana, uh, like mm-hmm. I don't know how many current day readers are gonna know who Lana is but right for a long time she was really important um and you know the last issue being her narration and them kind of reconciling reconciling with each other and like bringing it back home and bringing it back to kind of one of his first you know uh big uh relationships with people it it works really well Yeah, I agree. I I was talking with uh with everyone earlier, uh how the the more I age, the kind of the more I love Superman, and the more the world descends into hell, how kind of more important Superman becomes to me as a character. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, I, I've had friends that like you know Superman is their character, and I don't think he'll ever be that for me. But I I don't know if there's a character I like appreciate more. They're like he was he's the the root of, of where everything kind of springs from he it's he is such a simple yeah. character but it, it's the amount you can do with him is staggering yeah and amazing I, I when yeah. i was a kid um me and my cousin always used to fight because he's always loved superman and i've always loved batman and or anyone else <laughs> um so like i i didn't i didn't get it back then but uh you know 30 years later he and I were talking, and I think I've talked about my cousin on here a couple times. He came out of the closet very recently, and the whole time he was in the closet was Superman was the, you know, yeah, he put out the 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 face that everyone else sees and had the, the one that was just for himself on the inside. It was like, well, that's a completely different perspective on the character that I had never seen, and it was with a family member that was, like, right there next to me. You yeah. know what I mean? So, uh, you know, to your nobody can recognize Clark thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, so, like, that's seeing somebody else's connection with the character, especially somebody so close to me and, like, in such an important piece of their life, you know? Like, that's... It, I feel like he can be that for anyone in any way, but that's just another piece of the puzzle, like, adding on to the layering of, like, Superman and Clark just being so important. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and if you are around comic shops, uh, like I was uh, growing up, like, you know, there's no end to the, oh, Superman is boring, or, oh, he, he can't, like, be defeated, so why should I read a book with him because I know how it's going to turn out, or, like, you know, whatever, like. Yeah, he's too powerful. Yeah. And, like, that was my argument when I was a kid but, to my cousin, but where those, it was just those... this, like, oh, you just only need a script tonight, you know. Those are the. the... The things about him that make the storytelling so unique and so interesting about Superman, because you have to come up with scenarios mm-hmm. that would break him. Like you have to kind and of start usually there. the best ones are emotional, right? And it's it's usually cl- like it's Clark, like hurt Clark somehow is how you hurt Superman. Like you know, yeah, but also don't because because it's sad. Don't don't make me because sad. he's my sweet he's baby our precious boy. Baby. He's his precious <laughs> baby boy. Um. <clears throat> but yeah, he. I mean, 
yeah, it's it's he's I mean, he's the most recognized superhero in the, in the world. Whether you think he's boring or not, you know, there's people in countries that, you know, don't have comic books that they recognize Superman. Like, yeah, isn't he like the third most recognizable character in the world after like Jesus and Mickey Mouse? Something, or something? like that. Yeah, yeah. It's, in it's that like order Ro- specifically. Ronald McDonald is on that list, you know? Yeah. Um, so I mean, I also Colonel Sanders, maybe my, my argument to you, to everyone is, um, if you think Superman is boring, you haven't read the right Superman comic. Yeah. You've just been reading boring Superman. Yeah. You've just been reading bad comics. Which there are, there are a lot of bad Superman comics. To be fair, there are whole decades. Yeah. Yeah. There are whole decades where you could just skip, but when the right writer is on there, when you get, you know, like the right artist, like you get a Tim Sale on it or you get Grant Morrison or like whoever that really gets it like this is there are also it changes these, it. these pockets of time where superman is just in the perfect the perfect place in pop culture where he kind of explodes yes yep and and those are always fun little little waves to ride because <laughs> it trickles down into comics pretty much immediately when that happens and it's usually a, usually good runs mm. but yeah so that's that's Superman for all seasons. Love this book. Um, loved him sale. Yep. So yes, sir. next week is our season finale <laughs> before before we leave you with some Patreon stuff for, for a couple of weeks. We we very much need this break. But we're going out with a bang because we're doing man thing and we've got a special guest, our our friend of the show. Uh, Adam Tedderus. Host of Man-Thing Minute, which has made a revival. So go listen to Man-Thing Minute if you want to learn about Man-Thing before we talk about Man-Thing. Yeah, we've uh, it's we've been wanting to get him back. We've been wanting to get him back specifically to talk about Man-Thing. And we're going to do it. We're going to do the... We're going to dive right into the, the Gerber Man-Thing. It's going to be great. Which it's, uh, it's funny because I was talking to him about this season. I was like, well, you know, we've been doing a lot of like... Uh, you know, classics versus contemporary. And so I'm like, yeah, so we want to do Gerber. And he's like, so what, what's your contemporary choice? And I'm like, do you have a suggestion? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, that's why we're not doing one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it but, doesn't uh, exist. He also has a lot to say about why that is. So I think it'll be interesting to, yeah, to get time. his take on, on that whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, always a treat. Um, I love yep. having friends that we, we have on the show. It's a cool thing. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we should do more of that. Hell yeah. So uh, if you, if you want to get the Patreon stuff early, uh, if you can't wait until the offseason, you can by joining our Patreon. Uh, the, the Witch Hat episode's already up there. Um, so Ooh. if you join today, you will get that right away. Um, yeah, we've, we've got, uh, we're doing manga the, this, this season for our, uh, our Now in Trade stuff. So go check that out. Uh, we'll also give you a link to our Discord so we can keep this uh, this conversation going. Uh, come join our little community. Um, yeah. So uh, so that's it. That's uh, the the word tales from the short box. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>